welcome to another episode of Lifted. Uh, and one of the, you know, for me, I was thinking about different areas that are extremely difficult into becoming an entrepreneur and owning your own business. And for me, some of the mental adversities is, is kind of like some of the setbacks. And I've experienced that with myself and Lifted. Starting Lifted is not easy and getting support is not easy as well. Um, but so for me, it's, that's pretty much the, the game, trying to figure out how to, how to and, you know, make it exciting, make it so that other people learn and trying to learn through the process as well. So one of the individuals that's been supporting myself um, is, is his name is Naftali Visser. And Naftali comes in and he's kind of experienced some of the same things that you know, I'm kind of going through. Um, he was once a software engineer, architect, chief information officer. Now he's a founder of the Holocaust Kindness Project, uh, the Peace Photos and Pizza Podcast, and a consulting firm based on corporate culture called Humans Working. Um, and so he's come over and he supported me in different ways. Um, and I think some of the information he's given me is extremely valuable, um, not just the information part, but just a lot of the, the, the support and understanding some of the setbacks and how to, to deal with it. So I really appreciate you coming on, Naftali. Um, and thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, so first question off the bat. Um, so because of some of the uh, transitions you made, can you kind of, kind of, kind of bring us through those transitions? How you were able to go from corporate America and then taking that into some of your own projects into becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah. I mean, I don't have, um, my first foray into entrepreneurship was not some big story where I had this grand idea or a product I wanted to invent or something like that. Really, I was working at a couple huge companies and I didn't really like it. Um, I had a side client on the side, obviously a little freelance project. And it wasn't much, it was like $5,000, but I said, hey, that's, that's kind of enough to quit my job, right? And I'll, I'll figure it out from there. So I did, and uh, this, this client turned into more and more as, as time went on. And just sort of naturally, um, people found out about me and, and we kind of kept getting work. And, um, you know, that's, that's not like a super exciting story. I think one of the really cool parts about that story though is that it really grew organically and the fear part I was able to overcome without sort of thinking of it as uh, something to overcome, if that makes sense. So I'll give you an example. At one point, we were getting a little busier and I, I called the guy who I knew he'd been working at one of our uh, clients and that this client was kind of going out of business. So I called him and said, hey, do you want to work part-time for me? And he said, I could for a little bit, but I really need a full-time job. And I told him, look, I don't, I don't really have that kind of money to hire you full time. Um, and back and forth. And I've said, finally, I said, all right, fine, I'll just do it. I don't know how I'm going to pay you, but I'll figure it out. And he said, well, here's the thing. My buddy also kind of needs a job. He was working at the same company. And um, so if you hire me, you kind of got to hire him too. Mm. And I was like, dude, I have no idea how I'm going to pay one of you. I certainly have no idea how I'm going to pay two of you. And for some reason, I remember actually, I walked by this bookstore that afternoon when I, after I talked to him and there was a sign in the bookstore, a quote, it said, uh, leap and the net will appear. And for some reason that just like meant something to me. So I said, all right, whatever. I have no idea how I'm going to pay you, but let's just do it. What's the worst that happens? I have to lay you off or whatever. Right? 
Uh, and sure enough, we, I hired them. And within a week, we got this huge project that we absolutely could not have done without them. Right. So that was just sort of like really a lesson in not not predicting. Right. Like mm. not trying to see what's coming up, just knowing that there's always kind of something that will show up that you have no possible idea of. And that's that's really just served me greatly uh, throughout anything that I've done. It sounds <clears throat> you know, like the net appeared, but what was your like emotional state before the net appeared? Like what are mm. some worries that you had? Um, and what are some things that almost stopped you from actually keep going forward? Um, it's hard to say what was happening then, but I think always we have, um, you know, worry is just thinking it's not real, right? We, we make up worry. It looks real. The situation looks real but it's really whatever we're worried about is just something that we've made up, right? So yeah, of course, I was worried that I wasn't gonna be able to pay them. I was worried we wouldn't get enough work. I was worried, you know, would we have enough office space? All these kinds of silly things. And then you realize that one small incident, like this new client that found us, it wasn't even like he was in the pipeline already, um, changed everything, right? And so you would have no way, so we think that we're able to predict all of this negative stuff that's gonna happen, but we're never thinking about, well, in general, most people, what's this, what's some awesome thing that could happen that I have no idea of, right? And so, um, you know, mental states change multiple times per day. I, I don't think that I was in a particular state. I was, and I'm, I'm certainly not, or at least at the time was not somebody who was like always like hot Mr. Positive, um, but it did, at the time it just seemed like the right thing to do. And, and so I ran with it. So for, you know, I think that, um, for others like myself and other young entrepreneurs that I meet, you know, you don't quite have that mindset, that mindset. I think for us, we get hindered very easily. I think the social media and maybe just corporate America kind of scares us, um, and makes us want to kind of stop what we're doing. I know for myself, uh, being able to jump out, like you had mentioned earlier, with no no net, it's it's, it's extremely uh, scary, I'd mm -hmm. say. And again, like you mentioned, it's kind of a, an imagination we put out there. Yeah. But how would you well, how would you make the recommendation to someone like myself and others that don't understand that whole net is actually waiting yeah. for us? Well, I mean, right now, like that saying kind of doesn't mean a lot to me. Right now, I would say leap and realize that the ground has always been underneath you the whole time, right? That we're always safe. No matter what happens, we're always going to be okay. And that this is, this points to the notion of human resilience. So we don't really even need to worry about what's going to happen because not only might something show up that is completely unpredictable, but even if the worst situation happens, we'll still be okay. Humans are amazingly resilient. You know, there's, uh, so many stories of people in the worst of circumstances, I won't get into it now, but even like concentration camps and stuff like that, that people bounce back. So if they can do it, I don't really think we need to worry too much about what happens if this, uh, you know, convenience store I open doesn't work or this, you know, tech startup, I, you'll be fine. Everybody around you'll be fine. And, um, you know, to me, that's super important without having to worry about what's, what's going to happen. So talk to me about some of the projects that you have going on so far. I know you have the pizza 
peace. I'm sorry, the peace pizza and podcast, right? Well, something like it's a lot of peas, yeah. A lot of peas, <laughs> photos, the, uh, pizza podcast. So talk yeah. to me about that project. Like, you know, I know that this is something that you really take pride in. I know that um, one thing that I've experienced from you and I really appreciate about you is the fact that you chose a route to support others and supporting them in whatever they're trying to accomplish. So talk to me about the podcast and some of the stuff you've done there. Sure. So um, I, I actually started that kind of on a whim. I um, I love this idea of talking about peace. I why love... peace, photos, and pizza? I got to yeah. ask that for why Why that for a title? So, you know, a lot of times when people talk about peace, it's either very kind of like folk songy or it's very like heavy, you know, like we got to end racism or something. And I wanted to talk about it through the lens of uh, photography and pizza, which are, well, and food really in general, which are my two other passions. Yeah. So on, on the Who podcast, pizza? well, yeah, <laughs> uh, I interview chefs and filmmakers and photographers and other people working in kind of the peace industry, if you will. Um, and we just, we just talk about how to make a better world, whether that's through like, how do you, uh, treat your employees at the restaurant or, uh, my, one of my buddies is a photographer, uh, taking pictures that really create change in, in Africa and stuff. And sometimes we just talk about peace directly, but it, I just try to keep it light and um, people can get from it what they get from it. I know for myself, when I originally started Lifted, you know, I, my imagination was to support others. But one thing that I've learned the most is that I've gotten a, a lot out of it, right? So mm -hmm. from the first couple of videos I shot with, you know, Dan and Patrick and, and yourself, I've gotten a lot more than I actually thought I was going to get to start with. Really, it was just I want to support others, but then I've somehow been touched. Um, mm. How? Have, what are some things that you feel like you've been able to learn from others through your podcast? Through the podcast specifically? I mean, I've just gotten to speak to some people that I probably never would have. Um, some people that are really um, doing some amazing work throughout the world in the area of conflict resolution or creating peace. Um, just been able to have some really deep, interesting conversations. Um, if you have like and, one and like big takeaway, one big takeaway from the podcast, I mean, peace is so much more easily attainable than we think it is. Right. Yeah. Because I think we think about peace in general as something out there. Right. And really it's, it's, it's just inside all of us. If we want, if we want world peace, all that has to happen is for all of us, each of us to experience inner peace. That that's it. It's one simple step. So right? that's kind of like what we spoke about recently where you, you had mentioned to me, you know, you're not, you're, you're not going to find happiness in certain things, right? It's not a thing. It's not a place. Right. It's not a vacation from work. It's really the, the peace within. Is this part of the message in your podcast? and how you project it to others as well? Um, well, I interview people that have all sorts of different viewpoints. You know, some people think about solving peace through, I don't know, bringing food to Africa or whatever it is, right? And some people do talk about it very much in the way that I talk about it, about this sort of inside out um, approach. And I think everything is as valid as, as anything else. But I think the point that you're pointing to, or the thing you're pointing to is, that it is an inside out, it's an inside game, right? Peace is an inside game. You're never gonna experience peace by 
going into the woods or something like that. That's not where peace comes from. It always comes from within, just like every other emotion. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, Naf. I really do. You know, just to kind of like finalize this, give me, um, you know, so what are some things through your coaching that you've done for others? What are some things that they've stumbled upon that you're like, dude, it's not that serious? Like, what are some of those roadblocks and difficulties that you learned that you feel like others can really learn from? Hmm. Yeah, I think when working with clients, the single biggest thing that helps people the most is realizing that. Um, for example, innovation, um, creativity, uh, it's all an inside game. It's an, right. It's an inside job, as I say, right. Meaning you have confidence, you have inspiration, you have creativity built inside you already 24 seven. It's just waiting there to be accessed. It's not something you need to build. It's just there already. Mm. And there's, there's no amount of anything that you can get from the outside, whether that's positive, somebody uh, applauding you or giving you a hug or anything or negative, you know, yelling at you or whatever that can make you feel a certain way. It's impossible for somebody to climb inside your head and make you feel a certain way. And when people really see this, this nature of things, this sort of fact that we create a reality from the inside out all the time, hundred percent of the time, things just, really shift for them. The things that shift seem to be different for people. Some people's romantic relationships change. Some people's work relationships change. Some people are able to just invent things from their fingertips much, much more easily solve problems that they've been um, pursuing for months. Um, All sorts of things. But, but to me, this is, this is sort of the direction that I'm going to be pointing for the next however many years, because it's, it's really resonating strongly with me. Awesome. Just to kind of like wrap it up a little bit, you know, when I first met you, you put a book in my hand Mm. and I kind of read through that book. I wanted to get your opinion on the book and why do you recommend it for others? Sure. You have to remind me what it was. The relationship (laughs) handbook. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. The relationship handbook. And I think, you know, I think before you even get into my piece was, you know, I think the book was meaningful to me because it kind of helped me prioritize and appreciate the relationships that I have. specifically started with my wife right I think, mm. I think a lot of times we get kind of you know straight or, or or worry about other relationships but at the end of the day like the most important relationships are are important but you know the relationship that you have with your wife your wife and significant others but that's what I was getting out of it just mm. want to get your piece on it yeah I remember reading that book uh, a while ago it was one of the first books um along this lines of this sort of inside out understanding that I read and while it sounds like it has a really lame title, the relationship handbook, it sounds uh, like the most boring thing ever. I remember reading it in bed. And usually when I read in bed, I can only read a couple pages before I fall asleep. And I read this book like it was a thriller novel. It was just like one of the most interesting, different things that I've ever read. And, and it really talks about relationships from the perspective of um, kind of love from the inside out, if you will, that love is an internal thing that has nothing to do with preferences, right? Like you like going to the movies. I like staying at home. That has, that really has nothing to do with what relationships are, right? Or you think, you know, the kids should watch TV and I don't think they shouldn't. That's just has nothing to do with it either. So this book really shows how 
relationships can shift just by understanding sort of the purpose of them, which is to just enjoy somebody else's company, you know, mm-hmm. the, and that love is true. Love is unconditional, right? It has nothing to do with, well, I love you if you're doing this right and doing that right. No, that's not what it is. It's just like, I love you because I love you. Some days it may look like I'm angry at you because you're not doing something I like, or it may look like I'm in love with you because you're doing something I like, but that's all, that's all pretty made up too from, from the from from our inside that's the story we're making up at the moment and i would say that the book has influenced you very well i've witnessed some of uh, your time with your significant other and i can say that you very much look like you're in love so thank you <laughs> very <laughs> much very absolutely much. absolutely um and then just to finish it where do we find you now like where do we find you as far as like what, what's your the website oh yeah sure and then how uh, do i find you on social media Sure. Um, website for my business is uh, humansworking.co. Um, my, the podcast is peacepodcast.com. And um, you can always email me. It's uh, naf, N-A-F, at humansworking.co. Um, social media, I'm kind of not there too much. So that's probably the best. No worries. I will say this, that uh, one thing I've noticed about your podcast series, very diverse. Mm. So you do, you do, uh, you do cover a lot. And I think for the average individual that wants to figure out what they're looking to get out of it, they're able to kind of navigate through it. Um, yeah. So just, I want to say that part, if you don't mind. Any last, uh, anything you want to share to finish? Or? Well, if any of your listeners are um, experiencing sort of these challenges that you're talking about, right? That like, when do I make the leap from a company? How much money do I have to have? Or, you know, I never think that I'll make it or I think it's going to fail or, any of these kinds of things, these are the kinds of things I love talking about and um, just showing people where, um, where that's coming from and, and sort of how to get out from underneath that. So please, anybody, feel free to email me. Always happy to chat um, regardless of, of where it goes. So. I love it. Uh, the power of doing good, right? Just do good to do good. And then don't worry about the rest. I think for myself, I think I've, I've been able to receive a lot of, uh, you know, I love in, in certain ways because of my willingness to support. And I think, you know, that's what I appreciate about you now. If you've come out and supported me when you didn't have to, um, you came in just to kind of support me. Um, even even talk to one of my staff members who's still pretty influenced mm. from you and still asks about you till today. And I'm mm. like, you know, I'll, I'll work on it. But um, it just kind of shows you that, you know, sometimes that just by the power of doing well and just doing good for others, you know, I think that the, the, the karma is reciprocal and, and it'll, that net will always appear because mm. you're not looking for the net necessarily. You're just looking to do well. And, you know, I think somebody's going to take care of us no matter what. Thank um, you. My opinion on that. But now if I want to um, thank you for coming on Lifted. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, live independent financially through educated decisions. And it's me just trying to learn from an individual like yourself. So thank you for your time today. Pleasure. Take care. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.